It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Welcome in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode 5 for you today. Thank you for being with us. I jokingly said a few weeks ago, we're going to have a million of these, maybe 10 million. And when we get there, you'll say, wow, the 10 millionth episode. I remember when I listened to five. (laughs) Of course, we will never get to that many. We'd be here for uh, hundreds of years banging these out. And uh, the life expectancy is not hundreds of years uh, for human beings today. So we're just having a little fun with you. But we will be here for a very long time. I told you before, a lot of podcasts come and go on all topics because it's hard to do quality radio. It's hard to do a quality podcast. That's for starters. Secondly, it's hard to commit to it. There's a big time commitment. A lot of people just think you flip on the mic, you start talking, and 30 minutes later, hit the stop button, you're good to go. And then they get into it and they realize, oh, shoot, (laughs) there's a lot more going on. I have to make it interesting. I have to want people to get to the point where they want to listen. I have to possibly interview people. And that's not the easiest thing in the world ever if you've not done it before. And so a lot of podcasts come and go, and we understand that. That happens a lot in life. What we do here is the radio world. That's our number one function in the studio here. So we're not going anywhere. We'll be here for a very long time, fully committed to the cause of naturism, The clothes-free living, your clothes-free life. I heard a woman say the other day, I was listening to an interview, and I don't have her name with me. I'll try to hunt that down and maybe get her on our show as well. She had suffered her entire life with body image issues. This was a little too big. This was a little too small. Hope nobody notices this part about my body. And that was a constant deal with her. Every one of her waking hours was met with, I don't look great today. Somebody's going to notice, they're going to make fun of me, they'll make a comment, these jeans are a little tight, or these jeans are a little loose. Somebody's going to notice, and what a terrible body I have. Well, then she decided, and I don't remember exactly the reason, she decided to sign up for a nude photography session. She thought, I have to overcome this, and people are telling me, get your darn clothes off, and all of this nonsense goes away. And after a number of years of debating back and forth with herself, she decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. Because nothing else is working, I'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, nothing has been lost. And if it does work, well, how about that? Then I'll be happy. So she lined up a friend of hers, a female friend. She thought, okay, I'm not going to go full bore here yet. I'll have a friend of mine take the pictures. And it will be a female friend, so I don't have to worry about some guy judging me during the photo shoot. And they arrived, and she went to the back room, took her clothes off, put a robe on, and then came out and talked to uh, her friend, the photographer. And the moment of truth had come, and she decided, okay, I'm going to do this now, or I'm never going to do it. And she took the robe off, and she said, as the robe was coming off, all of the fear, the anxiety, 
the body image issues, the depression, all went off too with that rope. And that's what naturism does for you. I still experience it every day, even after a lifetime of being involved in naturism, literally born naked. You've heard that a couple billion times. People say that to be funny, but it's true. We're all born naked. I just never bothered to put on any clothes. Obviously, I did and still do when I have to. You know, go to the store, I go to the bank, go to the post office. Uh, working outside in the yard, sometimes I have places in my yard where I can uh, work uh, clothes-free, and especially if one or both of my next-door neighbors are out of town, then it's uh, no holds barred. There'll be no clothes on at all until they uh, return. But I still, even still to this day, when I have to put clothes on, I go do whatever I'm going to do with my clothes on. When I come home and those clothes come off, it is a refreshing feeling that cannot properly be explained. I could use lots of words and uh, go on for a long time with a soliloquy here about uh, how I feel when I take my clothes off. But the only way you'll experience it is if you do it yourself. Now, we have a lot of naturists listening to our show. You know exactly what I mean. And we have a lot of non-naturists, or they're not naturists yet, uh, people listening to the show. They're thinking about it, exploring it, and they've heard about it. Is it really this good? If I just take my clothes off, life gets better? Yeah, it really does. So if you don't want to go to the nude beach today or have 10 of your best friends over come over for a naked pool party, maybe you're not there yet. That's okay. It takes some time. Start off by just getting your clothes off. You're in your house. And if you live alone, that's really easy. You just take your clothes off and live your life that way. If you have people living with you who don't favor the naturist uh, clothes-free life, well, then you'll have to make some decisions. Either you say, you know what? I live here too, the clothes are coming off, or you only have your clothes off when you have private moments, either in your own room or when the other people in the house leave. You'll have to make those uh, determinations. But we fully believe in the clothes-free living life, uh, the naturism life, for all of the right reasons. You already know that by now. Eventually I'll stop saying that. This is not about swinging or, hey, we're naked, let's have some fun, uh, inappropriate fun. No, not at all. And again, eventually I'll stop saying that because you know that's not a part of what we do. That's not a part of naturism. That's a part of something else, and people do that something else, but we don't do it here, and we don't uh, promote that. So as that one lady said and did, she decided after years and years and years, I think she was in her 40s or so, so her whole life, you know, as a little girl, as a middle school girl, high school, college, her career, family life, all of those years, every single hour of every single day, she was in a state of sadness and sometimes overwhelmingly so because of her body. She didn't think it looked good enough and couldn't fix it. You know, try this diet and it didn't work. Try to work out this way. Well, that's, I'm still not perfect. You know, a little hint, a little secret on the side. None of us are perfect. But she decided to, after some prodding by some friends... Get your darn clothes off. And once you do, you'll be living the clothes-free life and you'll never look back. And she did. And I told you she lined up a female photographer friend. They went into a room together, just the two of them. And, and she said, and this really has a lot of uh, meaning to me, as the robe was coming off, she could feel all of the anxiety, the depression, uh, the body image issues. She could 
feel those falling off as well. So we're glad that you're with us today, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, Episode 5. Lisa Monroe, our correspondent, will be with us every single week on this show, giving us a report on what in the world's going on in the naturism community. She'll find uh, interesting tidbits, maybe some detailed reports, depending on what's going on from week to week. And she'll be with us in a few moments uh, during the show today. And I will have uh, part one of an interview that I did with a gentleman uh, from the state of Ohio in the USA, uh, Joshua Lysak. What he does as a career has nothing to do uh, with his love of naturism, but I'll tell you anyway because it's a big deal for him. He's a certified and highly trained uh, hypnotist. He's also a certified, highly trained, uh, went to college for all this, a ghostwriter as well. Maybe did some work in engineering of all things. And he is the only one in the world, as far as he can find, who uh, went to college, got degrees, and is certified at the highest level in both of those professions. So we'll talk to Joshua Lysak today only a little bit about that. We're mostly going to talk about naturism. What is naturism to him? Well, he's going to tell us. He likes to go to nudist retreats, uh, places where you go. And you, know, you sign up, you show your ID, you walk in, you take your clothes off, and all week long or all weekend long, whatever it is, you live and learn whatever it is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a retreat on naturism. It could be a retreat on anything. But you're doing uh, the retreat with your clothes off. So we'll talk to Joshua Lysak today, part one. And then part two of my interview with Joshua Lysak will be on episode six uh, next week. So I wanted to ask you a question. I've always thought, you know, in the world of sports, as you know, the Olympics uh, years ago were done in the nude. Athletes showed up. And everything they did uh, within their games, track and field, swimming, you name it, whatever the Olympic sports were back then, they did them fully naked. Now, we might set up a special a segment on a show in the future to explore why they did that naked. There are reasons why they did. Unfortunately, there are probably reasons why they stopped. And I, I don't understand those reasons. And I've always thought, even as a kid, I used to think this. I was heavily active in sports. Why don't people play the games naked? I played sports naked when I was a kid. Played baseball in the backyard. Played basketball. Yet, at some point, the clothes go on. And if you play sports, you know, in school or for your church team or even for a recreational league, you're dressed. Not to mention the high school, the college, and the professionals. I've always thought a couple of things. First of all, Let's just look at the professional athletes. Those are the best athletes in the world at their given sport. Far beyond gifted than I ever will be and that most people will be. They have the best bodies, of course, because they're in shape. They have to stay in shape uh, to play. I uh, talked to a hockey player uh, some years ago, Dion Phaneuf. Called him Neon Dion. He was with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs for a while. And he was their captain, and then they traded him away. But I asked him, and he was uh, in his early 30s at the time, I said, must be tough to continue to play at such a high level when you're in your 30s, when you have these young whippersnappers who are 20, 21, 22, alongside of you trying to take your job. And he said, you have no idea how hard I have to work to run, to jump rope, to lift weights. He said, that's more than a full-time job. I spend more time working out than I do on my hockey skills. 
So the professional athletes are finely tuned in terms of their bodies. So why don't they play the sports naked? And I'm not kidding about that. I, not only would it be more natural, uh, see them in a more ma- natural state, but think about ticket sales. They'd be through the roof until everybody accepted it as normal. You know, If tomorrow, the, uh, let's say, Major League Baseball sent all their players out there naked, well, you know darn well every TV in, in the land would be tuned in. Oh, boy, baseball players naked. How good does this uh, get here? But if they kept doing it, eventually, there's a baseball game tonight. You want to see it? No, I'm kind of busy. I'll, I'll catch tomorrow night's game. Because seeing naked athletes at that point would not be a very big deal. It would just be part of our culture, part of our society, part of the clothes-free living. When I was in college, about 450 years ago, <laughs> I played on the uh, college rugby team. It was uh, not the varsity. I wasn't that good. and I wasn't that into it. I had other things to do in life that I was studying. Uh, but it was a school-sponsored team, and we played one game a year totally naked. It was always the last game of the year, and we did it early on a Saturday morning, and we didn't tell anybody. It was just kind of one of those unwritten uh, deals. Okay, guys, show up naked, or show up, and then get naked, and you're going to play rugby. And we have a decent-sized crowd because they were there for that. And they do that a lot in Australia and New Zealand, I understand. They play rugby naked. Not a lot, but they do. And when they do it, they do it for charity. They raise money for that. Most sports that I played, particularly baseball and basketball, I played with clothes on when I played for teams. Always played with clothes on when I played for teams. Played with clothes on when I played rugby in college, except for that one game a year. And that was the most special game. Loved every second of that. And I thought, man, if I could just have clothes-free living for every sport that I play, life would be so much better. Well, they do have a deal. And apparently it's, uh, it, it came about in the 60s or 70s when I first heard about it. And then it went away. And I guess it's coming back now. Naked bowling. And a lot of these events are sponsored by the AANR, American Association for Nude Recreation. They have one in uh, Pittsburgh, a naturist group in Pittsburgh hosted, and it's called, I'm not sure if this is the best name for it, but it's called Balls Out Bowling. <laughs> That's in western Pennsylvania, but they have these all over the country. Again, sponsored by AANR. So we have naked bowling. Now we need some other naked sports. I think it would go a long way to promoting uh, naturism in society. There would be some obvious exceptions. I'm guessing uh, NFL players would need some level of padding, perhaps uh, hockey players as well. But basketball, what are you wearing clothes for? Baseball, what are you wearing clothes for? But we can think about that, maybe dream about it. But can you imagine that if every athlete played naked? While it would be a big deal at first, eventually, that would just be part of our culture, like other things become part of our culture. On a recent show, I had told you, I think I was talking to Lisa Monroe at the time, that I had talked to a woman in Brazil some years ago, and she said they could be naked all of the time on their own property. You could even be in your front yard, cutting the grass, sitting, walking. You do whatever you want in your front yard, and you can do it while you're naked. didn't matter if everybody on the street could see you. You could do it. It's your own property. You can do whatever you want. Now, she said, of course, you can't be obscene and do inappropriate acts, but you can be naked and just live your life that way. Well, that's been a number of years since she told me that, and I kind of uh, lost touch with her. Uh, So I thought 
I'm just going to send her a note. I'll find her. And I did find her. And send her a note and just say, you know, is that still going on? And I told her about our show here. Is that still going on in Brazil? Can you truly still be naked in your front yard or anywhere on your property? And here is what she wrote back to me. Of course, she started off with the infamous LOL. You know, the first question for me in uh, many years is, hey, you still get to be naked in your front yard on them. So LOL. Well, Brazil got into a bit of a political twist within the last few years. So nowadays, some people would complain and maybe you could find a judge somewhere to say, yes, you probably shouldn't be doing that. But it is still the law that you can be naked inside your property, which means outside the house or inside the house, but on your property. And if people can see you through the window or through the door inside your home, they see a nude, actually they might get in trouble because it's considered an invasion of privacy merely by looking. So you keep your eyes off. But then again, if the person who's naked doesn't mind, I guess it's okay. And then she added, yes, we can still be naked on our property outside. I can cut the grass naked. I can trim the trees naked. You might have to call an attorney if somebody gives you a hassle or the police stop by. But you won't be going to jail for it because it's on the laws that you can be naked on your property in Brazil. So how about that? Why are they so much more accepting of it than we are? That's not good, is it? Maybe we should all move to Brazil or have people from Brazil move here and start that movement as well. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, Episode 5 today. Glad you're with us. We give you a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. We drop it on Spotify. We drop it on Apple Podcasts. We'll be expanding that eventually. And we want you to check out our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. And on there is a link to our email address. We do want to hear from you. What do you think of the show? How are we doing? Is it making a difference for you? Are you enjoying the show? Our email address is on that page, but I'll give it to you now. Nakedforevermore at gmail.com. That's nakedforevermore at gmail.com. So let's head out to our correspondent, Lisa Monroe. Good morning, Lisa. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Doing really well and extra naked, and so are you. We should probably tell our listeners that, so we're not hiding anything, are we? Not at all. We are definitely into this naturism thing in a good way. Yeah, I, you know, I really, and I'm being serious, I, I just can't imagine any other way. Uh, first of all, for a living, obviously go to the store, go to the bank, you know, you got to put clothes on. Otherwise, no clothes on, especially a show about naturism. Wouldn't that be silly if we had uh, layers and layers of clothing on? Clothing on just wouldn't make any sense. It certainly would not, would it? And um, and the thing that I find really interesting is that you see a lot of interviews on TV and different places now, and people are just, you want to talk about naturism? They're walking out on the set totally naked. It might surprise a few people on the set, but they're, you know, if, if people are going to do this and they need to be actually not ashamed of it and yeah. so that's a good thing so that's a, that's a way to get other people to be a little less um how do you say frightened of it i yeah. guess um because it is a fear yeah that is the whole basis of it do not be ashamed i heard one woman say uh, she went into an art studio i think she's in a model nude for the first time she just wanted to try it and she said, when the robe came off, all of her fears came off, too. It's like, okay, now I'm feeling like I'm supposed to feel. 
And that really is the basis of naturism. Just I think so. I, I remember the first time that, that I, and I was alone, but the first time I ever said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk outside naked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is really crazy. And, and there were, at that point in time, there were some neighbors in the area, but I had some privacy in the backyard. Right. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And yeah. Because there is something, I, I read an article um, that the guys, and we've talked about this before, it's that feel of the sun on your skin. Mm-hmm. And where you really never felt the sun on your skin and Mm -hmm. you realize that that connection is very strong. That's right. Well, it's a sun and a little bit of a breeze and just the open air. And yeah, it totally feels different. It feels, it feels like you've come alive. That's what it feels like to me. It truly does. It's you're not hiding your, who you really are. And it does make a difference. So we encourage people to join us. If you don't have your clothes off yet, get them off and let's move on. Uh, now, Lisa, you wanted to come in today and talk about uh, naturist clubs, nudist clubs, whatever we want to call them. Basically, some tips, as I understand, for people trying it for the first time. Yeah, exactly, because I think when you made that decision, okay, I'm going to do it, then mm-hmm. there are some other things you need to know about your trip. And and even even if you have been to some resorts and you're going to a new resort, these are things you really should consider because, you know, you're going there to spend maybe a day or maybe mm-hmm. a weekend or maybe even a week. So there are things you should think about. So mm-hmm. and with the Internet now, it's kind of easy to get the answers to these questions. But, um, you know, you can always call if you need to make um, have other questions that aren't available. But basically, you want to know what the facilities are, what's available. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question, however, is, is it clothing optional or clothing free? If you're expecting clothing optional, which, you know, you can when you when you want to put on that shirt and pants and you because you need to hide a little bit or you just are uncomfortable and you're in a clothing free environment, that's not going to be well received by the other members and people that are there. So you really need to know where you're going and know what you want from where you're going. So that's, I think, the biggest thing that you should ask as naturist. Uh, naturism in in its real core is family oriented. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will take their children, but you need to make sure the facilities are good enough for your children. Are there playgrounds? Are there kiddie pools? Are there organized events? Find find out, you know, some good information so you can make it an enjoyable experience for your children as well. Mm -hmm. If they can do the things at there that they do at home, then it will normalize it for them as, and, and, be a lot better mm-hmm. pets allowed a lot of, a lot of these are places with rvs with overnight stays so find out if you're in an rv can you have a pet if you're not and you're in the hotel and you can't so mm-hmm. again if you want to make this a family vacation keep all the family in mind is it a day or night resort do you need reservations are there cabins you know just just find out all the details to make it comfortable for you also, make sure there's a restaurant on site or a food store, at least, because if mm-hmm. you're going to be there, you know, a day, do you pack a lunch or do you get to have lunch at the facility? Right. And so, you know, you got you to eat. So, you know, you just can't swim naked all the time. You do have to eat. <laughs> and basically also alcohol. And this is, I think, an, an iffy one because where they're family oriented there may or may not have alcohol, but they also may. So just understand where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah. 
And the, the I think the funny thing to me is, what do you pack? Mm. Not much, right? Not, Not much. A <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that because I saw that question on a on a, a site when I was looking around to see what the different places did, and. And it was like, well, not much. You kind of wear your clothes in and wear your clothes out. So, um, but there are a couple of important things to think about too. And some facilities may provide towels, but understand being a towel, having a towel is very important because you're expected to take a towel with you. And wherever you sit down, you sit on that towel. It's it's respect, it's hygiene, it's everything else. So, It's a good idea to bring a couple of towels, one for the pool or the beach, one to sit on. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have that problem. Um, and then also if you have to run in some place and like there's a reason you can't go into the commissary or the restaurant without something on, then you can throw your towel around you. So um, and a cover up in case it gets chilly or you get sunburned. That's sure. what sure. I mean. The, even the clothing free um Resorts say, you know, if you need a cover-up, you can wear one. And so be sure to take something in case you do, especially get sunburned. Mm-hmm. Comfortable shoes. You, If you're going to hiking, you're going to play tennis, you're going to play volleyball, you may want to have athletic shoes, flip-flops for the beach or pool. Don't forget your shampoo and your medications. And if you bring your pets, I doubt they're going to have a pet smart nearby. So, yeah. you know, be sure to get to bring their food and treats and toys. But I think the main thing, one of the the things that a lot of these places stress was behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to behave as if you were at a clothed event. That's right. If it's inappropriate anywhere else, it's inappropriate there. Yeah. And you really need to check the rules and regulations of the different facilities because they um, are very explicit about what they ex- expect out of their members. So, you know, no harassment, nothing overtly sexual, and no intoxication. Oh, very well said. And uh, basically just rules of living and rules of society, uh, you know, are in line with the Naturist Club, too. It's not just all of a sudden. We have our clothes off, so let's do some weird stuff. No, not at all. You mentioned earlier uh, clothing free or clothing optional. I'm very much opposed to the clothing optional because it just opens up all kinds of potential cans of worms. I'll just go leave my clothes on and check out all the naked chicks. Well, that's 100% against the whole uh, naturism thing. So I'm totally for clothes free. And I know uh, Stefan Duchesne is uh, a Bear Oaks Naturist Park near Toronto, not only does it have to be closed free uh, for the members? We've talked before. His entire staff is nude as well, and it just removes that barrier. You know, when at first I thought clothing option would be fine because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you as you kind of ease into this, you think, well, maybe, maybe I don't have to be naked all the time. But as I got into it and as I learned more about this, and also the focus of what naturism is about is – dropping all barriers so those barriers mean that you know it's not only status as far as as you know how much money someone has but it's that outward look of oh he's wearing the fancy t-shirt and i've got on a ripped shirt it's you know it's there's there is no way to tell who someone is when they're naked 
That's it. And that's the whole beginning basis of naturism. And always a great, uh, terrific report you have. I have a story about my very first trip to a naturist park, and I'll tell that on our next show when you and I get together. Uh, but it's been Lisa Monroe, our correspondent for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. And Lisa Monroe, continue to stay extra naked, and uh, we'll see you next time. You too, Frank. All right. Isn't she absolutely terrific? Uh, Lisa Monroe um, brings a lot of joy uh, to this show, uh, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Hope you enjoy her reports. And a lot of people ask uh, through email, uh, am I, first of all, starting with me, am I really naked during the show? Do I really sit at a microphone and talk to you while I'm naked? And the answer is, I don't know how I say this, uh, but the answer is yes, <laughs> of course. A couple of things there. First of all, I have been, as you know, a lifelong naturist. I've never worn clothes my entire life, except when I've had to do so. I've never been inappropriate. Never whip stuff off when I shouldn't be whipping it off. Always appropriately so. So that's for starters. And then secondly, we're doing a show on naturism. So why would I show up with, you know, two t-shirts and a couple of sweatshirts and three pairs of pants? And <laughs> no, 100% naked. Uh, the other question, of course, is Lisa Monroe naked while well, she does her report? And the answer to that, the same thing. Yeah, of course. That's what we do here. We run clothes-free living lives, and we enjoy it. Uh, we do not enjoy being in our clothes. I'll tell you that flat out. It just Once you become a naturist, you realize, what am I doing with these clothes on? Who said I had to wear these some years ago? Uh, we have a couple coming on in a few more episodes from now, and they're going to talk about the biblical perspective of naturism. And one thing they've mentioned uh, to me uh, privately, we have not done the interview yet, but they said in the Bible, the prophets showed up and they preached while naked. They said that it says in the Bible, they removed their clothes or took off their robe. That's all they wore back then was robes. They didn't have shirt and pants that they bought from Target. <laughs> they just wore robes and they took off their robes and began to preach. So in the Bible, people were always naked. As you know, we were born naked. God brought us into the world naked. And then people took over and put clothes on us. So yeah, we're naked all the time here at our radio studio. We work in the nude all of the time. We don't just get naked for the show. We're naked before the show. We're naked during the show. We're naked after the show. So that answers a few questions that we had uh, from some people. Well, let's get to part one now of my interview with Joshua Lysak. As I mentioned before, he's the only, as far as we know, he's the only certified ghostwriter and certified hypnotist. He does both. He's certified at the highest level for each one of them. We're going to talk about naturism today and his experience with nudist retreats and just how he approaches his entire clothes-free life. Part one of my interview with Joshua Lysak. Let's welcome to the show today, you're listening to Naked Nudist and Naturist, a gentleman from Columbus, Ohio. His name is Joshua Lysak. And are you ready for this? He's a ghostwriter. That's right. He writes books for other people. We'll find out all about that. He does some other things as well, a lot of speaking engagements and has a lot of uh, clients. And as he put in his inqu inquiry, uh, a lot of rich and famous people like to hire him to do his great work. 
But before we get to all that, of course, we're going to talk about his uh, naturist slash nudist experience. He's been to a lot of naturist resorts and uh, retreats. And of course, he's had a great time there. We want to hear all about those. But of course, when he tells the people you know, who are not naturists, basically the average person off the street, they say, wait a minute, you're a what? What the heck's going on here? A lot of people don't understand it. And that's uh, why we're bringing him to the show this morning to kind of figure out all those experiences and how we can deal with them. So from Columbus, Ohio, let's welcome Joshua Lysak. Uh, good morning, Joshua. How are you today? Pretty dandy myself. Thanks, Frank. All right. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I won't make any reference to the fact that you're in Ohio. That means you're probably a supporter of Ohio State, which should make us enemies. But you seem like a nice guy, so we'll just let that go. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't go to Ohio State University. Um, I, I've, I've been to a community college and then a local engineering school and then a college in California. So I have I have no loyalty to the Buckeyes. <laughs> okay. Well, you went to engineering school and you're basically a writer. That's like two two separate parts of the brain, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. So um, Wright State University is known as an, as an engineering school. Yeah. They have some business school as well. I did some more of the, let's, let's say, businessy, uh, businessy uh, aspects. And uh, I have a, I have a degree related to that. And it, it kind of makes, it kind of makes sense given my profession, even to understand uh, oh, yeah. both the left and, and right side of the brain, you might say, how, how, how things work, as well as how to explain how they work so that people can work them, if that makes sense. It absolutely does, yeah. I tend to admire the folks who use their, use their entire brain because you get more done that way in life. And, uh, but anyway, welcome to the show. Now, we want to talk about, uh, before we get into how people respond to this, uh, just tell us a little bit about some of these uh, nudist retreats you've been on. Uh, it's up to you if you want to give the names of the places. Uh, you certainly can. You don't have to. But basically, what goes on there? You drive there. I'm assuming when you drive there, you're in your clothes, you pull up into the parking lot, just take over from there. What happens? Yeah, yeah. And the way that I describe the nudist or naturist experience to, to people, and you're right, they are always a little, wait, you're a, you're a what? <laughs> you do what? <laughs> With what? That's right. Without yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. Is the experience yeah. I often get. But then I will say the following. When everybody is naked, nobody is naked. Mm, yeah. And then say, wait, what do you mean by that? So the first thing people think of when they hear you go to nudist retreats, nudist resorts, the first thing they think is, okay, what is this? Some kind of exhibitionism, some kind of not safe for work stuff. What, wait, what, 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 what is this? Yeah. Because here in the, here in the United States, a lot of people, both older generations and younger generations, of course, associate nudity with not safe for work with, uh, let's say some sort of sexual activity, right? Uh, mm. Obviously, not safe for children, not safe for families. The sort, the sort of thing that is either stigmatized or, let's say, oh, well, that's obviously immoral and uh, unethical. Mm -hmm. However, my experience first learning about nudist retreats, the the, the, the nudist experience, was when I was a youngster. Being homeschooled, you often don't get out much. Right. And so I found one of my hobbies being, this is like a, a preteen, was reading the entire Encyclopedia Americana Bicentennial Edition 1976, wow. A through Z, the, oh, the entire uh, volume. Yeah. And when I found myself reading the section on Benjamin Franklin, 
I, for the first time, learned that he was considered a nudist. Mm, yeah, I heard and that. Benjamin Franklin popularized the idea of what he called air bathing, which was spending several hours a day in nothing but your skin with exposure to the elements, okay. the sun, wind, and so on, mm-hmm. for the numerous health benefits to it. Okay. And let's say the locals considered them kind of quirky. Like, okay, people might, might, might walk by and oh, Benjamin Franklin's naked in the front yard or something. or yeah. <laughs> do, do, Doing whatever. And it was a health practice. Now, it very well could be that because of his French connection and France has the highest percentage of nudists in the population, I think they have per capita the most um, nudist retreats and beaches and whatnot. Okay. And it doesn't quite have the same, uh, let's say, uh, stigma in Europe as there is in the United States in, in some places. But getting back to this concept of when everybody is naked, no, nobody is naked. Yes, when you undress and you see others undress, it's like for the first like maybe 10, 15 seconds, especially when you're when you're new to this, there's a, there's a bit of an anxiety. There's a, wait, we're not supposed to do this. Yeah. And then about 15 to 20 seconds later, you become instantly relaxed and in a state of relaxation and just utter chill and your mind just stops racing and it becomes an exercise in freedom from all that stresses you. And that's, that's really hard to explain to people, isn't it? They actually physically have to do it to fully understand, I'm guessing, right? Yes, that's, 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 that's right. And being around other people, in our natural state, yes, you might realize, oh, these other people are naked too. But it's this context of openness, of freedom from, let's say, the usual day-to-day putting on airs, our... Not necessarily our responsibilities or our roles in society, but more so it's it's a it's a quite a, a strange and wonderful experience the the mental and emotional and physical benefits when you have all of your skin all of your bits exposed to the sun and to the air and it's a safe experience and in a water of course and other people my first time. That, a local one in in, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, all ages, you know, from from, from great great grandparents on down to, mm-hmm. you know, little little children, mm-hmm. and it was quite a wonderful experience. I think it was like a, call you know, co- college and young persons um, kind of featured weekend. So there's people from all over the from all over the state and even all over the country checking place out. And it was quite packed, mm-hmm. and. It's so much easier to make friends, to make conversation, to have a sense of openness. And yet there's people who are from all walks of life, all backgrounds. And my, my wife and I have been to a few different places um, together, and that's, that's, that's been fun. And I find that the people who enjoy it the most and get the most out of it are either already very high in the trait of openness or they're very low in the trade of openness. Okay. And it's an experience to come out of your shell, mm-hmm. so to speak. 
So it's particularly a benefit to people who are shy, I've noticed. Quite obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you might intuit that. You might intuit that. But it's also, I found the experience, one, to return to that natural state physically. You do it mentally. It's almost like a, a, a reset to default of what it means to be a human because of course we're born without clothing and then right. in the west we quickly stigmatize the skin and the human body as a sort of uh shameful state that we ought hide and ought um a cover-up mm-hmm. and that it seems at least in the western world that's relatively new relatively new and i think when people first learn that there is such a thing as nudism or, or naturism and they and they google it t- it tends to be some of the results they find especially if they have their as they adult filters off would lead them to believe that oh okay these are a bunch of exhibitionists there you go this yeah. is some sort of this is some sort of internet pornography thing yeah uh whereas case it's it's not Right, and my wife had joked once um, about, let's say, nudist uh, influencers, and she said, "Wait, posting videos and images of yourself naked on the internet, and you're a nudist—that kind of defeats the purpose of what it means to be a nudist." Well, that's, yeah, that's an interesting. <laughs> and I think to yeah. some extent, yeah, to some extent, yeah. for some people, I, I think that's a a way to say it. Of course, it's it's also good to lead by example. I understand it one way, but of course. Anybody can be watching and not everyone understands the context. And if it's just you that's naked and other people from anywhere in the world observing, it, it might be a little bit more in the exhibitionist way, which is really what a nudism and, and, and naturism is not. And that's why when you go to these places, it's it's assumed that everyone will participate in this in this context and they don't want any stragglers there with cameras, <laughs> you oh, know, right. who are in their yeah. jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, one thing that I've noticed forever, and I was, uh, you know, as you pointed out, and everybody knows when they think about it, we were born naked. That's just how we, we didn't come out in a three-piece suit and, you know, shiny dress shoes and a nice tie and everything else. We came out naked. And uh, what I've noticed, uh, and then I was allowed to be a naturist my whole life. That's I won't say I was raised as a naturist. It wasn't a big deal to my parents. It was just I never put clothes on, and they never said anything about it. And uh, my dad was obviously, well, I, I won't say obviously, because, again, we never specifically talked about it, but he never had any clothes on either. Uh, my mom always had something on. Uh, you know, Later in life, I asked about that. She said, well, that's from the old country, you know, Eastern Europe, where they came from. The men were always naked and the women were not. They were in the kitchen. They were, you know, old school, you know, 150 years ago or whatever. This is how they came out. Uh, but when I put on clothes and tell me if you agree with this. This is for me, as uh, I'll say your average male in the United States, but I hear this from women maybe 20 times more, with 20 times more intensity. Put on clothes, now you're suddenly aware of a whole lot of things. Okay, do my pants look right? Is uh, Are they pulled up enough? Is my shirt wrinkled? Do I have a, a stain you know, from lunch where I might have spilled something? Is my tie straight? And you're just going through all these things. And uh, as I said, uh, women have told me they're 20 times more aware of that, you know, uh, body image, whole thing. You know, how do I look from the back? How do I look from the side? How do I look from the front? Is my hair okay? 
But when you get into naturism, you know, as you have with these nudist retreats, all of that goes away, literally, because there's just nothing there. It's, you know, hi, Joshua. Uh, nice to meet you. And then you can have a conversation. You don't have to be thinking, does he think this is too big? This is too small. Do I look? None of that happens. First of all, have you noticed that personally? And have you heard that from others before? Yes. And I, I've noticed also that women who enjoy this experience or at, le- at least like kind of get into it. And, and I, ha- I have conversations with a lot of the women that I meet at the news, news retreats. Um, yeah. And there's, there's usually like, say, say like a two to one ratio of, of men to women. Yeah. And I think it's probably because the, the, let's say the both self-generated and then let's say uh, socially uh, initiated expectation that you have to look uh, a, a certain way to be to be acceptable, to be presentable. Right. These 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 ideas and this sort of self consciousness that a lot of that a lot of women have that yeah. men necess- not necessarily uh, do. And I ask, hey, how did you get in? Especially if like if they're single or they're or they're by themselves and like their husband didn't drag them, <laughs> you know, their boyfriend or whatever yeah. uh, uh, dragged them into this. Um, but they say like I, I, they, they will say things like, I get more out of it than he does. Is what they say, um, because it's often the one of the one and only places where it's safe to actually be entirely themselves mm-hmm. yeah. around other people who are doing the same. It's a very good point. doing the same. Yeah. And that goes for all body shapes and sizes and let's say levels of of health and. Some people might confuse this nature's attitude with body positivity, where like, oh, everybody is beautiful and being healthy any size, blah 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 blah. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily like that. I was reading an article um, last night uh, from a woman who was pointing out that she was tired of what she felt was false advertising from the body positive community, like, oh, you're. Um, let's say obese and pre-diabetic. Actually, that's just as beautiful as somebody who's not. Yeah. Well, not not necessarily. Right. You know. So some people might think, it, okay, that's what naturism is all about. It's not necessarily. It's more so an acceptance of who you are and where you're at right now, and it's okay to be yourself where you are right now. And in addition to writing professionally, I'm also a hypnotist. And yeah. one of the things that hypnotists often work with is obviously the subconscious mind, and it's usually early childhood experiences that people have that dictate who they are and what their default state is later uh, in life as they grow and as they develop. And hypnosis is often a powerful reset of that inner child experiences to before those things happened that changed who they are. And so we often have to, to bring people back to, to that state. And I've noticed that naturism is almost like a sort of a, a physical hypnosis because children, usually children under like the age of seven, don't have the sort of body shame and self-consciousness. Yeah. And are they looking at me? Are they looking at me if they're not experienced that obviously older people and, um, teenagers on upwards into uh, adulthood will often have. And so when you are, again, it's not just like thinking about it, but it's 
You could certainly, I think you could certainly get a lot of spending time outdoors naked. And I, I, I tweet about this quite often, okay. uh, maybe several times a month about how important it is to spend time outside naked, mm-hmm. air bathing, as Benjamin Franklin yeah. um, called it. But also in, in mixed company, because it becomes a complete reset on your social identity and in, in a healthy way. It's kind of like when people who spend too much time with screens, as we, which is most of us nowadays, and, and the dopamine that the dopamine hits that we get from notifications and emails oh, yeah. and completing a task. And yeah, okay, now there's another one or yeah. doom scrolling on social media, right? right? And the experience that you have when you just like plug in your phone or your phone dies, you have to plug it in, or you just turn your phone off, or you put it on silent or, or off or whatever, and then put it in another room, you reset and in a little way, and you become aware of your embodiment again. Oh, you're not out there in the space, and it, and you, you kind of come back to yourself again. Spending time naked with other like-minded people who get it, particularly outside, just enjoying nature going on, hikes or swimming or playing shuffleboard or, or, or billiards or whatever. Even just chatting, having a drink or whatever. That is like a full body turn off your phone and leave it in the other room experience for all of you. I think is the best way to describe it. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. In fact, uh, I don't know if you need a residual check when I use this in the future, but I might use that in the future. Sure. <laughs> That's a great explanation. You know, I, forever... I have, uh, when I grew growing up and through most of my adulthood, I did not live on the beach. But when I took vacations, every vacation was on the beach. And I would start each morning by running on the beach. I, I run for health benefit. And I would run on the beach barefoot, no shirt. I would have the smallest suit I could get away with. You, know, you can't be naked on a public beach running around. And it felt great. And there was something about running on the beach that made me feel much better than if I ran on you know, the back roads or the main highway or whatever with tennis shoes on and socks and a shirt and everything else. And then I also noticed, uh, you know, during the day, if I would hit the beach and I would lie out in the sun, just lying out in the sun on the beach, I would feel like a million bucks. And I wasn't even doing anything. I wasn't drinking or eating anything out of the ordinary, just taking in the sun and the sand. And then about a year or two ago, I interviewed a lady who considers herself to be an expert on holistic health. I don't know a lot about her background, but she's written many books on it. And she said there's a concept called earthing, and I guess there's another name for it too, but she said pretty much part of what what she said is what you said, get out and get the sun on your body every day, your naked body, not not your clothes body with, you know, 17 shirts and uh, 100 pairs of pants and layers. If you can, get out there naked every day. She said about 15 minutes, in uh, no suntan oil, just you and the sun and take it in, if you can. Now, some people cannot because of where they live. And then she also said, now, if you want the biggest benefit, you get out there naked and lie down on the ground, particularly the dirt, if you can. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm thinking the sand on the beach. And she said, if, if not, then on the grass, just lie down on the earth naked, 15 minutes a day, take in the sun and, and the earth. And it will make a world of difference just in your overall you know, mental health and the way you look at things. Now, you tell most people that and they'll think, well, that's about the 
biggest psycho thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but looking back, every time I did that, not knowing why I was doing it, other than I just felt great, it really does seem to work. Is that kind of the concept you're working along when you talk about getting your body out in the sun uh, as much as possible? Yes, that's that's one way. Plus, it's, it's also uh, a reminder to people that our bodies are the way that they are because they're supposed to be that way for survival, for optimal living yeah. as a creature, as a living physical creature. And it's one of the ways to remind ourselves in a way that is difficult to replicate with any other method, to remind ourselves of how it's supposed to feel to be human. Mm, the experience yeah. of being naked outside, particularly with other people who are mm. like-minded people, who are safe people, mm. who get it. Because again, when everybody's naked, nobody is naked. Yeah. And yet everyone is, is, is free and everyone is engaging in the same reset. Mm. And you're talking to young families, you're talking to much older people, people who are, let's say, a, 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 a body mass index of 12 and others who are 40. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, and, and, and every and everywhere in between and all ages and all perspectives. And it, it's kind of funny that I haven't I haven't been able to quite get out as much as I would like to. So I I'm not uh, I, I have a bit of a farmer's stand. Right. And yeah. So I usually I usually get the double takes from from, from regulars. <laughs> Because sure. I, I look like perhaps a bit of an Oreo, yeah. might might be one way to to, to put it. Uh, that's always that's always fun. Like, oh, okay, so so you're new. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a place in uh, that I went to a few times, and this is probably a universal term. I don't think it's specific to that place, but they called those people uh, white tails. Oh, you're a white tail. Welcome to the club. You know, obviously you're new at this, and it might not be they're new. They just can't get out and be nude. You know, because of where they live or where they work or whatever, right? Yes, yes, that, that, that that's right. That's right. So I saw so I might look like a, a, a rookie, even though I regularly spend time. And I, I'm I have a nice backyard, so I'm able to do that oh, as good. well. I, I like particularly like at um at night, cool a cooler breeze. It's just it's great. Just kind yeah. of hanging out, chilling. Exercising is great too because um I also talk I also talk on social media about the benefits of exercising naked as much as possible if you can, mm -hmm. uh, because there's not restrict there's like there's no restriction of movement right yes. so so naked yeah. yoga naked weightlifting yes um particularly the 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 full range of movement that your body is supposed to have unconstricted unrestricted rather by 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 clothing i just i find innumerable benefits physically mentally emotionally and then even socially because everyone again in this state where everyone is having that reset you uh, imagine going to a place where everyone is there on purpose and imagine like everyone's leaving their phones outside of this room mm -hmm. and okay, we're gonna have a networking experience and no one's going to be on their phone and everyone is here to like meet and greet. It's kind of like that times a thousand where everyone is here to all mentally, emotionally and physically and socially reset yep. to the default state of being human and what that's like. Let's say we're not made for clothing. Yeah. Actually, like the, the physical body is not, it's not made to have clothing. Yeah. And so to have a reset to that state is quite profound and beneficial. Removing all of the, let's say, years of anxieties, being lost in your thought, mm -hmm. 
maybe being lost in expectations of others, particularly with um, with women, and to just be the are the way that you are in this moment physically, and it's okay wherever you're at in that uh, journey. It's quite it's quite wonderful, and I've also noticed, and there's been some some reports, and I think some qualitative research, maybe some some studies over the over the decades of the benefits for children specifically for for this, um, because nudity being stigmatized as this sort of this dark sexual thing, as has happened a lot, I think, in sort of our uh, Victorian, let's say, values and our, let's say, Puritan or probably purist, uh, maybe prudish uh, mindset. Yeah. That it's kind of the, 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 the default one of that breasts equal some sort of sexual activity. Yeah. My wife does a good job of, I think, destigmatizing that for a lot of people. Okay. Because she breastfeeds openly and in public, mm-hmm. and like a lot of, we, we we are what you might call crunchy people or or a girl people, kind of like modern millennial um, hippies, obviously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we get along with those sorts of people, obviously very very well. Um, but when others who are outside of that mindset, like oh, that woman has her breasts out, and it's like. The first initial couple of seconds of shock and then just like oh and that's that's okay yeah and that kind of that check on oh that, that oh wait that's that's how babies eat i'm not supposed to have a bottle how natural oh, is that? okay yeah and there you go part one of my interview with joshua lysick you can find him at lysickghostwriting.com or particularly on twitter he interacts a lot on twitter about naturism and I'll put that in the show notes. I believe it's uh, backward. It's not Joshua Lysick, because that's his ghostwriter uh, moniker for Twitter. I believe it's Lysick Joshua. So at Lysick Joshua on Twitter, and you can interact with him uh, all about naturism. And part two of my interview with Joshua Lysick on next week's show, which will be episode six. Well, if you're a female, you're a woman, uh, age doesn't matter. It could be 16, 18, 20, 40, 60, 80. 150. What was naturism like in your house? Did you experience any at all? And the reason I'm asking that is I've talked to a number of women over the years, including uh, my own sister very recently, about how they developed as females and women and getting into society and meeting boys and going on dates and eventually getting married. To a person, and this is not official research, it's very unofficial, but we're probably talking about 25 or 30 women. To a person, those who grew up in a naturist family, in other words, especially their dad was naked all the time, or their brother or brothers were naked all the time, they felt tremendously confident about their bodies and themselves, and when it came to boys, no problem. On the other hand, those who did not experience naturism at all, no naked dad, no naked brothers, they had the usual trepidation. Oh boy, what if this boy mistreats me? What if he doesn't like me? What if he thinks I'm too fat or too skinny, too tall, too short, and on and on and on and on and on. So I'm going to explore that a little more uh, near the beginning of next week's show, and we'll just talk about it, what naturism does for you or what it can do for you and your family. You've been listening to Naked Nudist and Naturist, Episode 5 today. We come to you every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. with a brand new show for now on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. And definitely check out our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. 
Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Mm-hmm.